Martin banks it off. Sutter is up with it there. Right around in front. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Leading goal scorer on the team. Drew one in front. It's the TC Martin Show. A tie game on the power play. Hodgson was at the front of the net. They are even. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. A power play goal by the captain. TC Martin. It's brushed on back by Richard Martin. Right up front. Yager finished side of the net. Now in hour number two on this uh, Wednesday, glad to have you with us. Appreciate Steve Berline joining us. Talk a little NFL draft. Remember the draft coming up next Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. We'll have more draft coverage coming your way tomorrow as Trevor Maddox will join us, and then also next week the guys will join us as well too, breaking it all down for you. And our good friend Houston Nutt, we'll talk to him next week as well too. Never t- there, I did it again every time I. I didn't go to the Southern accent, but I just went to, I started getting hyped up. Houston, nut, you know, because that's the energy that that we get with him. And I know we'll talk some barbecue as well, too. Yeah, I was going to say, see, I knew the barbecue was coming. I was going to say, I, I knew the energy was kind of coming there. Where's the barbecue? But I, before I could even say it, you already threw that exactly. in. Exactly. So, so energy, you know, barbecue, and uh, some that, Southern that, draw. That, didn't they have to fix his favorite barbecue place because it burned down or something burned like that? Down. And so I, I wonder, you know. We don't know if it's going to be open for a while, but you know? yeah. Yeah, he's having to travel to a different barbecue location that's like 30 miles away because they have several locations. But he goes to the original there. Okay, so he has a, a 30 miles away from that same chain, though. Exactly. Because I was going right. to say, he doesn't have to go 30 miles for barbecue in Texas. No, absolutely. He, he would have to go across the street to the other barbecue right, place. Right. But he, he wants to you know, go to McKinney there, McKinney, Texas. Yeah, Got some my, great barbecue. My brother used to live down there. I know. Yeah. He can vouch for the barbecue, too, right? And And the football stadium. Yeah. Yeah. The high school football stadium. Yeah, right. Right. It looks like a university. <laughs> oh, yeah. it's beautiful facilities. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm glad Berline had a good time. Again, he 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 enjoyed the Cosmopolitan. Enjoyed the uh, the life of luxury, the the food, outstanding, the golf, everything. But uh, yeah, there was no time for pickleball because I even threw that out there. It's like, wow, yeah, we we should do this. And Double B wasn't available, but uh, yeah, I think he's he's a pickleball guy, no doubt. So. You know, it, it's kind of amazing when you talk pickleball with people. It seems like everybody we run into, they all claim that they have this great pickleball game. It's kind of like when you talk cornhole with Armando and people like that, and they're like, oh, no, yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I'm dynamite in that. Yeah. We haven't actually seen them, but it's like every time oh, you play, oh, i got a great pickleball yeah. game. They it's stink. Like, they probably stink. You know, yeah. Or maybe they've never even played. I'll, I, I haven't played pickleball. I have never so, played still. So, you know, yeah. I, I'm assuming that I would – be serviceable at it because I played a lot of tennis and racquetball and even badminton back in the day. So I'd probably have a clue, but I, I doubt I would be really good right off the bat. And with my lack of mobility and well, the fact that I can't turn my head <laughs> might might be a big downgrade. But um, but yeah, it's like every time we talk, oh, my pickleball game is fun. Really? Right. Really? Because there's a lot of world champions, and I, I channel surf once in a while when I see pickleball, and I haven't seen any of those people on the TV sh- shooting jets. So. Well, you know, our, our next guest, I mean, he lives in the land of pickleball. As you know, Retirement <laughs> City, USA, Florida, and I'm sure he's going to tell us that he has gr- a great pickleball game. But the report that I heard there was actually a, a quote, and it came from the line in Rudy where it says, "You're a hundred and nothing. You're five foot nothing, and you don't have one speck of athletic ability." That's T.J. Reeves, ladies and gentlemen, our Buck sideline reporter. 
You remember what the line. You remember the movie, don't you? I do. Charles Dutton, fantastic yes. with that line, yes. delivering that movie. At the end of it, gets you every time with uh, with him never having come back in the stadium to see a yes. game or watch anything, and he watches Rudy. Uh, but let me just say at the <laughs> at the onset, Frank has owned absolutely O N O W N E D owned capital O the opening segment of the show. Wait, where is he the has, where is the education level here? I know the exactly. twins aren't spelling here. What's going on? I am uh, I am I am laughing at several things, which what? is one that yes, the barbecue in Texas you do only have to walk across the street. It's kind of like a casino in the land where you are, or seafood down here. So that's good. And the fact that he is self-deprecating enough to say that he would probably be good at pickleball, other than the fact that he's not mobile and can't turn his head, he has won the segment. He has won the segment already before I begin. Say no more, Squire. There you go. He should, should have picked up this sport 30 years ago. Right. I can tell you that I have never played it, but I know plenty of people that do play it, especially down here where there's lots of the, uh, let's just say, senior seasoned, whatever you want to call it, citizens. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of people playing it, and there are a lot of tournaments that go on, and there are people now traveling all over the country to play tournaments and get money for this. So it is, it's, become a, it's become a big deal. Well, it's certainly better. It's certainly better exercise for seniors than shuffleboard was. So, <laughs> yes, or bocce ball, bocce ball. Yes, is another one. So they they have they have some of those. But I kind of like the theme that you were going with because nobody knows how dangerous the doctor is on a pickleball court. And it's kind of like you with me. You don't know how dangerous I am on a golf course. I could talk you up right now that I'm like a six handicap or a four handicap, and you wouldn't know. Because you've, we, we've not played. You haven't seen me. So it's very easy. It's a good point that you make about all these people talking about how good they are. Talk is cheap is all I'm saying. Well, like I say, we just had Steve Burley on, who is a five handicap. And uh, so let, let's hear it. What, what now, are you now, Wait a minute, though. You've seen him play. You've played with him. This is verifiable from Burley because he can talk a good game now. Right, right. T- so here's the deal. I, I have not seen him but I set him up with golf last week and his partner gave me the the shot by shot shot breakdown last night uh of of his round and he on is Saturday that oh, yeah. can play. oh he, he can is, play he is yeah, yeah. And, okay. and, and I've had some other uh athletes who have seen him play uh, you know, played in the you know over there in Lake Tahoe at Edgewood and that American at the, Championship, the American Championship. Yeah, is, so I mean, Burley can play. We we know that. Going and you can take a look. Hey, most guys, quarterbacks golf clubs can. Too. Most quarterbacks. Yes. It's like what they do in the offseason. Quarterbacks and kickers. Yeah. They can play. Yeah, that's and what they do in the and, yeah, Baseball and pitchers. Baseball pitchers. Yes. yes. And hockey players. So, they all can play. I'll tell yes. you what. And here's a guy that you guys know. Well, you don't know him, but you you know of him, and. He was one of the best golfers that, that I've seen play, and he was a kicker. Best golfer in Green Bay was by far Ryan Longwell. Unbelievable yeah. game that this guy had. He hit it long and well. Yeah, he hit very well. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Much better than you, your favorite Frank, quarterback at the time. Frank, uh, uh, Frank. Frank, is just take, Frank is taking victory laps in this segment right now. That's what he, he does. Just, what are you talking about? He's just That's why he's here. The crowd yes. With the. I mean, he is on it, but you're absolutely right that uh, the the baseball pitchers, it was legendary, and John Smoltz talks about this frequently in interviews, it was legendary that he and Maddox and Glavin in particular would just go battle to the death on the golf course, even on days in which one of them was later that night starting the game, that it was almost more competitive on the golf course, and every one of them was a, was a zero, was basically a par golf handicap 
So and and Smoltz is still that way now. Even into his fifties, he is still a zero and can, can go out at most courses and shoot seventy or sixty-eight or sixty-seven. It's incredible. So yes, pitchers, kickers, hockey players. Uh, you're absolutely right. They can hit the golf ball. Unbelievable. I, I, you still don't tell us what your golf game's like. Where you it at? Is, it, it is sporadic right now. <laughs> I can tell you. I can tell you that I hit it okay. Uh, I need I need a lesson because I have not been playing enough as of yet because it is still it, it is still tending to fade a little bit too a much. A lesson you need a lesson. I need I need somebody besides me to analyze what whatever this uh, chainsaw massacre slice that I have going to the right on occasion is and get that corrected. But I I hit it okay. I hit it okay right now. I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I could tee it up with Burline and that I wouldn't need like ten shots. I probably would need ten shots. I'm at least. Copping to that here on the T.C. Martin Show on a Wednesday. There it is. All right. So, breaking news, T.J. Reese. There's always breaking news when we, when we talk to you, and it's always coming from Tampa, Florida. Your boy Antonio Brown settles out of court with his former athletic trainer, and we remember the story. They've known each other a long time, and they come back, and she says, okay, I'll settle here. But she was, you know, ready to sue the guy, there was all kinds of problems. We know the Buccaneers were worried about this case before they signed him. We hear that the Buccaneers were still concerned about bringing him back next year. He's a free agent as of now, but does this maybe put Antonio Brown, you know, maybe back in good graces with teams knowing that this case is behind him? All right, so there's a lot to unpack here. The first thing is this has been going on for about 3 years and it's finally come to a Resolution, uh, resolution. And I got to be careful here because obviously the worldwide fame of the TC Martin Show. There are people that will connect whatever I'm saying as if this is the gospel or what's going to happen with the Bucks, etc. Uh, again, they have decided there's going to be uh, no public disclosure on what he paid her. I know from previous reporting that she was asking for in excess of two or three million dollars for whatever happened and we don't know and nobody's admitted to what what happened for whatever happened in, in their relationship going south and uh and it got him in enough trouble these are the facts that he got suspended for that and for a couple of other incidents by the nfl for eight games to begin this past 2020 season and that's why a lot of teams wanted no part of him and didn't want to touch him even when the suspension was over with for fear that there could be criminal charges around this case that you're talking about that's been settled. So there have been no criminal charges yet. Apparently she's going to drop it with whatever financial settlement was reached. And now to the question on whether the Bucks bring him back, they don't have a lot of salary cap room. And it's going to have to be one of those where Antonio Brown is willing to take probably uh, insignificant guaranteed money and have it be incentive-based, not unlike what he did a year ago, if – if they bring him back, and if you're him, I don't know what kind of market is out there right now uh, for him to get a huge contract from anybody else, guys. I don't think that's the case for Antonio Brown, so his best option might be take a lower, smaller offer and play for the Buccaneers. You know, this is kind of strange, too, because I don't know, you know where he is going to land and where his desire level is right now because, remember, he wanted a Super Bowl. He got that. He wa- he walked into the perfect situation. You know, basically got to play what you know half of a season, or if that or whatever yep. it was. Came yep. in there and he got his, got his ring. Didn't have a whole bunch of money. Seemed like 
he fit in pretty well. There were really no off-field incidents with him. Probably it didn't sound like there were any incidents at all. So as the Bucks, it's like, okay, we've used this guy. We don't want to deal with him. We know he's still a risk, so let him go. But I'm just wondering, from his standpoint, does he want to play? Because I don't think anyone is going to give him any money because they still view him as, as a risk. But uh, again, you know, right now for him, he got his ring. Very true. And the Buccaneers would tell you he was a model citizen a year ago. But, of course, what else was he going to be? He was on his final chance. But if he flamed out and screwed that up last year, you're done forever because you've already burned the other chances with what happened with the Raiders and with the New England Patriots that got him all the way out of the league. I mean, I'm still hearkening back while you're talking about this. He was there in Vegas with you guys, with John Gruden, when they traded for him, and they were so elated to have him as a deep burner weapon because Gruden loves the speed, deep threat receivers, the vertical receivers, and, and it went so south that off season that he didn't even want to practice and participate, all the stuff with the helmet. And remember that Antonio Brown was secretly recording the phone call from John Gruden and then put it in like a in a video, in a documentary, in a commercial where Gruden is going, I'll do my Gruden for you. Man, do you love football? Do you, Antonio, do you really love football? I need to hear it from you. Do you love football? That's what he kept saying. And, that's, and so it makes you wonder how much does he still love the game now that he got a ring? How much longer does he want to play? It's not a money thing. I mean, TC, you know this. He made buku money with the Steelers on the, on the final two or three years that he was in Pittsburgh. So it's not only about the money at this point. Does he want to play on and try to win another ring here or somewhere else? All of this is an unknown. All of this uh, up in the air at the moment with Antonio Brown. So if Antonio Brown is not part of Tampa Bay's future, what do you think they do? Because I'm sure that there's some people that are going to be talking about a rumor about maybe Tom reuniting with another former teammate who recently left <laughs> New England. <laughs> okay, so we covered that briefly a couple of weeks ago when he said goodbye, I think. And, and Edelman has to file the papers, and, and I don't think he's playing for anybody this year. Now, is it like a Gronkowski thing where he takes a year off and, he, and the body heals up and he still wants to give it a go? I could see that happening for 2022, but I don't think you're going to see Frank Edelman with anybody, including, including the Buccaneers, for this year. Of course, I say that and, and watch them work something out where Julian Edelman comes to the Buccaneers on a trade. They trade a draft pick or something, and so now he wants to play down here because he's been talking to Gronkowski and he's been talking to Brady about, about the chance. But, I mean, the Bucks have great depth at wide receiver. It's not as if they need Antonio Brown or Julian Edelman to help fill out a roster that has Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, who are elite. Both of them are top ten receivers. Both of them are. Uh, especially Godwin in terms of being a complete guy with blocking, catching over the middle, being able to go down the field some. He's a tremendous player. They just gave him the franchise tag for $15 million a year for Chris Godwin. But they've got a couple of other guys. I mean, TC, you can testify here. Uh, you were there at, at Allegiant Stadium, and you saw Scotty Miller burn the, uh, the Raiders at the end of the first half with the bomb from Tom Brady, yes. and it's the same thing he did the NFC Championship game against Green Bay beating him deep, and Bruce Arians and several others have said this, Scotty Miller was faster last year in practice than Antonio Brown in full pads and a helmet. So they're not dropping off with Scotty Miller. You can testify to that, Yes, yes. Yeah. I love Scotty Miller. Again, you know, uh, great, great speed. So you guys have got it there in, in Champa Bay. All right, so uh, we've got to talk about the breaking news here about we've got more. 
more. It's right up your alley, my friend. Okay, it's Jeopardy news. That's right. Now you saw Aaron Rodgers host Jeopardy. A lot of people are really not fans of that. We got Anderson Cooper going now. I don't get it. They can't find a professional to uh, a professional game show artist, as I like to say, to take over from Alex Trebek. So they got to go with these ham and eggers from you know from television, from news to athletes. I don't get it. Here's the latest lineup. Okay, as we, we got Anderson Cooper right now. I don't, I don't really like that. Uh, my girl, Robin Roberts, uh, love Robin back in the day. Did, uh, was on the Maury Povich show with Robin back in the day. That's another story for another time. Wait, wait, yes. wait, wait, yeah. wait, wait. Stop tape. Stop tape. We don't have time for that you story. You were on the Maury Povich show, yes. and Robert Roberts was on the show that you were on? Yes, yeah, to testify about me. That's right. You know, going back to 19, I believe, 92. There you go. What do you mean, you, you, testify yeah, yeah, about you? Yeah, what are you talking about? <laughs> we'll just leave that for another time, okay? Because we'll have, that is an all-time tease. <laughs> My God. Well, all if right, it was Maury Povich, were you the father or weren't you? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you want to know the story, okay, God. We, we want TCMartinShow.com. TCMartinShow.com. Put it up there. Put it up there. Tell the story there. Anyway, so we got Robin Roberts, George Stenopoulos, David Faber. Stephanopoulos and Robin Roberts on Good Morning America. I have no idea why Stephanopoulos is getting the opportunity. Probably his agent or whatever. And then this is the worst part. We're going to see Joe Buck in a few weeks. We can't see Joe Buck. I I can't believe Joe Buck, I don't want to see him broadcasting a game on Sunday. Are you kidding? I don't want to see this Ham and Egger. And now we're going to go, maybe LeVar Burton. LeVar Burton, I could, I can, I could do right. LeVar Burton, okay? So there you go. So that's your lineup. So I don't know what you thought about Aaron Rodgers, but uh, apparently we're going to play a clip as he talks about the category <laughs> is tidal waves. TJ Reeves, how much do you want in the category tidal waves? Give me uh, tidal waves for 600, okay. please, TJ and Aaron Rodgers. Let's go. Tidal waves. Tidal waves for 200. Their tsunami of World Series titles includes 1936 to 1939 and 1998 Shout to out, 2000. TJ. Dennis. Who are the Yankees? Yes. <laughs> Title for 400. In the 1960s, these Midwesterners earned five <laughs> NFL championship trophies. Green Bay Packers? Green Bay Packers. These idiots! Dennis, they're not sports they're people! I don't get 600. it! They swept over the NBA winning the title every year from 1959 to 1966. Eric? We're the Boston Celtics. Oh, you know that one, huh? Title weighs for 800. They came from the Canadian Prairie to win five Stanley Cups from 1984 to 1990. Dennis? Who are the Edmonton Oilers? Yes. Title for 1,000. Reggie, Catfish, and this Bay Area team ran off three straight World Series titles from 1972 to 1974. We're the Oakland Athletics. Let's go. We're the Giants. No. What? Dennis? We're the Oakland A's. Yes, the other one there. So, T.J. Reese, if you notice, under tidal waves, there was some city missing there. Your city. Where were they? You've been saying Champa Bay the entire time. There's no mention. You're not a tidal wave over there. Well, first of all, it's pretty amazing that they couldn't get Green Bay Packers for 400, right? But got the three after that, which is good point. That's probably mind-boggling as it is. The only thing I have to say in response, and I know Frank backs me one million percent, is NFC Championship game. Champa Bay defeated Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. 
Once again, fourth consecutive NFC Championship game loss for Rodgers with the Packers. And uh, I tried to tell you in the days before that, I even had my man Paul Stewart, Paul Stewart from England, trying to tell you on the Three Dog Thursday podcast to get off the Aaron Rodgers Packers train. You did not want to listen. So you can have fun with your Jeopardy category and you're laughing. We'll just take the Lombardi trophy. Thank you. Wow. Wow. Very, very strong there. Very strong. Very strong. Well, yes. the, the contestants were just channeling their Aaron Rodgers in the championship game when they asked that question. They were losers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let, me tell you, let me tell you, no matter what happens the rest of today or the rest of this week, there's not a line beating other than my lack of mobility and I can't turn my head. I'd probably be great at pickleball or whatever that was. Play that back over and over again. I'm down. I'm all for it. So in the pickleball, is it like ten, I mean, do you serve overhand? No, no, you no. bounce no, it. No, it's it just it's underhand. It's an underhand serve. It's got to go in a certain box, just kind of like of course. Does. But can you do people blast it? No, you, well, you can't get right up to the net, so you can't just sit at the net and smash the ball because otherwise right. it would be stupid. There, there'd be no mm-hmm. point to the game. Think tennis. The best way I can describe having watched some of this in the tournaments. Think tennis on thirty-three RPMs, and we're old world record guys. Think tennis a little slower and with a wiffle ball. That's what it is, with a paddle and a wiffle ball. Yeah, it's basically it, a neutral zone there at the net be, between both places. Yeah, and uh, not to spoil our, our next Terrible Tuesday because it's not for another six days, but I actually watched this. This was on television. They had the World Pickleball <laughs> Championships last weekend. It's been on I several could, times. Unbelievable. They, they've been showing it on AT&T Sportsnet. Oh. They've been showing it on CBS Sports. I've even seen some on oh, ESPN. Wait a I'm looking they at they, they are showing more and more pickleball these days. And they have singles. They have Look doubles. Look at the pace they of this game. It's pathetic. Well, yeah, because no you pace. can't blast it. Because if you hit it too hard, it's going to go long. Oh my goodness gracious! There's no blasting. It's a finesse game. Well, there is if somebody if somebody makes a bonehead play and hits you kind of a lob or something like that, then you can smack away at it. Then you can go John Isner. <laughs> Numchuck has just came up with a live feed. We are watching a live feed of pickleball. I don't know what this is. What That's tournament? Outstanding. There's people there. I don't know. Look at look at the sponsors they have for this thing. There are it's fans a, in the stands at pickleball. Yeah, <laughs> this has to be taking place in Florida because you know they, they've just uh, discarded the p- pandemic. We know that. Yeah. T.J. Reeves at the beach. T.J. Reeves on the, the the steps of the Capitol. He's been there, covered it all for us. The 2021 Minto U.S. Open Pickleball Championships. Power oh my lord, they got sponsors. You're right. Minto. Latitude. Oh, pickleball is, is it's a phenomenon. It's a real thing. It, 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 I did hear that it's the fastest growing sport in America. There's pickleball, and again, like in Florida and in California, with the beach and that too. Foot volley is another thing that they show a lot in there, which is foot basically. Volleys. It's it foot volley. Yeah, foot volley. Yeah, which is basically uh, sounds like a UFC it, term. It, it's like volleyball, only you don't use your hands in that. You use your head, you use your chest, and you can uh, spike it if you can kick high enough. You can spike it over the net. It's a volleyball on the beach. Wow. All right, TJ Reeves joins us, our Buck sideline reporter. Uh, the Three Dog Thursday podcast, the Big Fight Weekend podcast. He's the podcaster galore as well. On top of his uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneer uh, duties. You can catch him, uh, you know, doing college football uh, as well. And he's looking for a reasonable golf instructor out there. Yes, he is. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he still does not know how to. I need uh, a little swing examination, is what I will say. Yes, and, off the team. Yeah, and he, he needs a little guidance when it comes to dr- uh, selecting drive-throughs as well, too. He's going to just the. <laughs> the well, they don't variety. have a Freddy's down there. It's not <laughs> his fault. Let me just update you currently here as we approach. 
what is what, 327, 326 in the afternoon in Vegas. It is currently 626 in the east, and I have three women in the other room that are looking at their watch and looking of at course. me of because they are ready to go eat while you continue to go on about pickleball. Do you have anything else for me? Yeah, when does the drive-through podcast start? We, yeah, know right. you have the- I, we need to have one of those. I don't disagree. We <laughs> he, need to have one of those about the food, and I need to have some Freddies. I got to come out there to get some Freddies. He he came out with the Jack Nicholson line again. Do you have anything else for me? He did it again. <laughs> it's exactly. His, it's his go-to. I like, got to keep no, coming with it. We'll let you go, but again, I'm perplexed. Here you go. You've got the the, the twins. You got Mrs. Reeves, and they're just sitting there waiting for you to take them out. Doesn't she ever cook? I mean, yeah, how well, about she, cooking she, a meal for the family? Well, she made the big tonight ziti. is a night off. A night. You understand this. Like in the big leagues, some nights you need a night off. Tonight is a night off. We're supposed to go get something to eat, and the, the twins were ready an hour right. ago. Where are, like, Listen, Where are you going? Vegas is calling. Vegas has got the bad Ve- signal. Thank you. I'm Appreciate here on the T.C. Martin show, and we're playing pickleball tournament audio on the show. I don't want to keep you anymore, my friend. What is for dinner, though? We're dying to know. I believe we are going to do burgers out at, at a local place here. If it's bad, the backup is definitely the McDonald's drive-thru. <laughs> One of the twins already put that out there. If the burgers are bad, we're going to McDonald's. If the burgers are bad, so you're experimenting, you, you're, you're going blindly? We have not been to this place, and they have, the, the twins are tech-savvy. They've looked at a couple of online reviews, which are not stellar, so if it's not good, if it's not that stellar, is the backup oh, plan. wow, wow. Well, you can't always trust Yelp. Okay. <laughs> What's the name of this joint? You can let, let, let's let's talk about it. What's the name of this joint? I got to look it up. It's a brand new place, not far from where we live in beautiful North Tampa suburb of Lutz, Florida, called Chicago Frank Chicago's Best Burgers. We're going to find out if Chicago's wow. Best Burgers actually has a best burger or whether or not they're going to lose out in the same nearby shopping center to the Golden Arches. We well, will TC, find out would, tonight. TC would be all over it if it was Chicago's dogs, but yes. uh, but the burgers, I don't know if he's into that. You've got to check out. They have to have a Chicago dog for me there. I mean, they have to ask them if they have the true Vienna all beef, well, we if do, they've got the poppy seed bun, totally, the Rosen's poppy seed totally bun. digress, they do, we do have a Portillo's here, and they're all over the country. They're That's all over good. the Midwest. Yep. And Portillo's has got outstanding food, but we're not going there tonight. That's okay, not apparently right. the point. All right, we'll let you go. Uh, apologies to the Reeves family. Uh, you know, the Reeves females over okay. there. That's, I'm only apologizing gonna, to the females. It's going to end up tasting good in the end one way or the other tonight. Uh, by the way, Champa Bay Rays continue to roll, including a 14 spot on the Royals. Hey, they scored another touchdown with an extra point on a Kansas City right. team last night in the cold I saw for it. baseball, and they've won five straight. The Champa Bay Rays coming on. You put some respect on them, T.C. Martin, as I depart the show. All right. Uh, go boycott your place. A place called Chicago in their title, and they don't serve hot dogs. We just looked at it. <laughs> they're, they're barred. That's it. You boys be well. Take care, Always my friend. good to be with you in Las Vegas. I right, appreciate it. Take care. There he is, T.J. Reeves, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sideline reporter, and uh, tonight he's reporting on some Chicago burgers in Tampa. Go figure. Always great to get that insight with the draft comment. Oh, wait, we didn't talk about any of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Draft with T.J. Reeves? What's he going to give us? Come on. I didn't promo that. We were going to him for draft No, stuff. I just assumed we were about, yeah, but no. I actually, I assumed it was going right where it was. Yeah, so, dra- you know. Draft is next week. drive through is pickleball, golf lessons, you know. Yeah, that's what I told you when we said we were going to have him on the show today. I said, well, you know, is, he, is he part of the team or not? You know, he's part of the team. He's part of the team. In, in his mind. No. <laughs> Entertaining stuff there. I mean, it's all right. He's a good guy. Yeah. You know, family patiently waiting there. Maybe not so patiently. Yeah. 
You know, now that would be fun if that was on a Zoom call or something that he could kind of take the camera and pan it over and see the looks on their faces. Mm-hmm. Who had the, who was more angry, the wife or the twins going, hey, it's dinner time. I think probably the wife was more angry. I think the twins actually in, enjoy our segments. I, I, you know, again, because it's all over the place. You know? I mean, we're talking pickleball. We're talking food. But remember, the, the ironic thing is you said, doesn't she ever cook? When she won the contest, she had to do the cooking. Uh, go figure. <laughs> I, I can't figure out that family. I, I, I don't know if I could survive over there. I don't know. That's, be... Well, you couldn't survive at the Chicago Burger Place because no they don't have a Chicago way. dog. How does that happen? Chicago burgers? How about Chicago burgers and dogs? Do they only have burgers? How much you want to bet? They probably got ribs. They got other stuff too. They're only burgers? Numbchuck, thumbs burgers. up, thumbs down? So, what so, are you thinking? So, so, look, so no deep dish? So, is it looking good? No no deep dish look, pizza or anything else or whatever? Nothing? Just, just burgers. No, he's giving thumbs down. They're going to be highly disappointed. There it is. Should I should have requested pictures from the burger place tonight. Well, That's you can text them. Yeah. You got a break coming up here, I think. Right now. We're probably beyond it. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks to TJ Reeves. You know, it's or, a, or we, you. I don't know. <laughs> All right, we come back. Vegas Golden Knights. We're going to talk about the comments that uh, goalie Robin Leonard made earlier today. So hang tight for that. It is a Wednesday. Hey, everyone. This is Carnell, a.k.a. Golden Pipes. And I want to welcome you back to the T.C. Martin Show. <laughs> All right, don't forget to get involved with the mobile app from William Hill. That's right. Use that promo code TC50 and download the app on your phone first and foremost to get a new account. Then get on over to any of the William Hill Sportsbook properties. Deposit at least $50. They'll give you another $50 in the account when you open a brand new one. $50 turns into $100 real easy. Use the promo code TC50. And also, for all of your CBD needs, RVD, CBD. Dot com 21% off anything on the website using that promo code TCRVD. Again, the creams, the tinctures, the edibles, the smokables, it's all there for you. RVDCBD.com. Check it all out. 21% off. Use that promo code TCRVD. All right. Um, yes, the segment took too long. So the twins said, Dad, we have to go to McDonald's. That's Chicago Burger Place. That's that's no good. Forget it. In Tampa, Florida. I'm calling cop out. You're calling cop out? Yeah. They they looked at those reviews more. They probably looked at the website and said, you know what? Let's just go where we know we like it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just wondering, you know, McDonald's is advertising the new chicken sandwich. Are they getting extra pickle? <laughs> it's a pickleball sandwich. It is. <laughs> just call it that. Maybe, maybe they should be one of the new sponsors of Pickleball. Mm-hmm. The official pickleball sponsor, <laughs> the McDonald's Crispy Chicken Good. Sandwich. Very nice. The Vegas Golden Knights going for their eighth straight victory tonight against the San Jose Sharks. Again, we talked yesterday about the domination that the Knights have had over the Sharks. Uh, you know, 6-0 and against the Sharks this season. Nine out of the last ten, they have won 11-4 and at home all time. Mark Stone has been phenomenal. Again, Mark Stone with two goals on Monday night uh, to tie it up. And then the uh, his fifth consecutive multi-point game ties a VGK record. So Third uh, star of the week, the week third, before from the entire right. NHL. Yeah, exactly. So I we probably expect, we know we have another huge line, about minus 240 or so of the Golden Knights uh, against San Jose. But uh, do you expect another close game tonight? 
And we we talked about the Patrick Marlowe situation last time, and, and yeah, the, the Sharks were a tired team uh, there at the end, but they played hard for Marlowe. Do we expect the Sharks basically to to mail it in tonight? I don't want to say that they're going to mail it in, but I don't expect a very good performance. I think Vegas is more rested. I think they're ready for this game. Again, you mentioned the Marlowe thing. I thought San, San Jose was going to come out and, uh, and and give a great effort. They certainly did that, getting out to the 2 nothing lead, but then reality kind of sank in. Robin Leonard, who I know we're going to be talking about here in a minute, uh, was exceptional even in the shootout where he's had trouble in the past. So, no, I, I think Vegas will probably actually win this game kind of handily. I mean, if I was going to do anything, I might look at, uh, you know, looking at a puck line or something in this game. Mm-hmm. By the way, I want to throw this in real quick, too, because the Vegas Golden Knights j- did just send this out. Uh, the game Colorado against Vegas, scheduled for April 26th, has now been moved back to Monday, May the 10th. And the game against San Jose, which was scheduled for May the 10th originally, is now being rescheduled for Wednesday, May 12th. So obviously it looks like, you know, Colorado, everybody was talking about Vegas and those 10 games leading up to the Avalanche. Looks like Colorado might still be having some of those COVID issues. We know that uh, I believe it was, uh, uh, you know, another one of their players Mm -hmm. just came down with COVID. Grubauer, I think, is expected to come back, Donskoy. But, uh, you know, they still have some major COVID issues on that team. Wow. And you don't don't root for that to happen at all, but – well, you no, know, it, because it messes up everybody's yeah, schedules. It does. It does. Even though, you know, a lot of fans will say, hey, we passed Colorado. You know, we're in first place now. And, you know, would that happen if the Avalanche were actually playing games? But then again, you just don't know how they're going to react coming off that. I mean, we go back to the college basketball season with Baylor, how they were rolling, you know, during the course of the season until they got hit with COVID and they had to, you know, pause their season for nearly three weeks. And they weren't the same team coming back until they, they build up that momentum in the NCAA tournament. So, you know, that could be the same situation with the Colorado Avalanche as well, too. So, yeah, and it's Miko Rantanen that just recently came down with COVID for them as well. Yeah. So, uh, and, and, you know, again, everybody thinks this COVID stuff is over. Uh, they've also just mentioned that the Women's World Championship once again this year is now being canceled, and they now are aiming for next summer to play it. So that entire tournament is off the shelf no, once again. No. And, again, it's it's still out there. You talk about the Avalanche and the NHL, and didn't really get much publicity, but the Houston Astros got hit with it as well, too. Jose Altuve had it, and the Astros have been on this long losing streak right now, and it's because they just they've had to call up all, you know, these, these rookies you know, from Round Rock uh, to come up and play. And you've had no Altuve, you had no Bregman, um, you, you had no Maldonado. Um, again, you just you lost a couple other players as well, too. And, and Bregman, you know, just came back. Maldonado came back today, but still, Altuve is still out. And we believe, you know, he was the guy that actually had it. And then the contact tracings, I mean, these guys were, you know, sequestered back, you know, in Houston. And, you know, Bregman and Maldonado, they, they flew out to Colorado. But, yeah, when you don't have your team, that's it. So it's, I feel bad for Dusty because they're going through some, some rough times right now, and they're losing these games uh, because they've been forced to play with uh, a minor league lineup. Well, yeah, when you have a triple-A club playing major league clubs, yeah. even the bad major league clubs should have an advantage. <laughs> and that's what's happened when they played Detroit and the Rockies. I mean, both, I mean the Rockies were 4-12 and coming into the series, and the Rockies won both games in Colorado. Oh, and by the way, they played the game in snow today. Played it in snow the entire game, in snow. It was crazy to to watch that. But that'd kind of make it for a slow uh, slow grass uh, yeah. infield outfield everything else out yeah. there. Yeah, advantage base runners because they were dumping the ball down the left field line, right field line, and you know, base runners are 
running dirt and you know stretching singles into doubles. So anyway, all right. Uh, so the news, the two big stories today, and we hit the Mark Davis tweet, you know, in the first hour uh, regarding the. Uh, situation with Derek Chauvin, the police officer that killed George Floyd. We touched on that. And the other story here locally in Las Vegas, Robin Leonard was uh, being interviewed, you know, today. And he decided to, to take his Zoom press conference and take it into the direction that he wanted to basically blast uh, the NHL. And he gave them some praise as well, too. But he went on, went on for about 10 minutes uh, talking about vaccinations and how he felt that the NHL has lied to the players, talking about the COVID restrictions would be eased if players were vaccinated. Well, he, for one, was vaccinated, and he spoke out saying, you know, this people don't realize about mental health issues when you're a professional athlete. And this has been going on for more than a year with hockey players. And speaking of which, with the Golden Knights, Leonard was talking about how you know, they were sequestered in Florida, and then since they've been back here, it's the same thing. I mean, they're basically confined to their hotels, confined to their homes. They can't go out. They can't do anything. It is not a, a, a typical NHL season, and he feels that the NHL, Gary Bettman and company, have lied by saying, we want everyone to get the vaccine, get vaccinated, and then we will ease up these restrictions. We'll let you guys get back to normal. So after a majority of the players got the vaccinations, the NHL came back and said, well, not everyone's had it yet. We're still want to, you know, we don't want any uh, interruptions here. So we're just going to keep it the way it is. So I think some players can understand that. Other players aren't happy about it. Other players are, are silent about it, saying, well, we'll just go with the flow. But Robin Leonard didn't hold back. He blasted the NHL today during this press conference. No, he definitely did. He said a lot of things. He, he has a lot of stuff in his mind. He's been a big advocate for the uh, for mental health issues and things like that. He certainly addressed that. The thing is, I'm not really sure that I, I don't know that Robin's got everything exactly right, be, you know, because of different things. But, you know, and, and I'm not saying he doesn't, but I, I think he might be confusing some of the things with the, the NHL said as far as, like as far as vaccinations. I think the NHL has asked everybody to get vaccinated or has – basically suggested, you know, suggested yes. it but i know like up in canada you know a lot of the canadian teams and that they were basically told flat out you're not getting the vaccine until the regular people in that do because you are athletes and this that and the other so i'm not sure that it's as simple as just saying there's a mandate that the nhl can vaccinate everybody i think some of this goes team to team or state to state here or province to province up in canada or something so i'm not really sure that they have that full-on control over it as robin leonard suggested and and maybe they said that they did so, again, I don't know exactly what was or wasn't promised, but certainly Robin Leonard, not a happy guy right now. All right, let's hear from uh, the Vegas Golden Knights uh, goaltender, Robin Leonard, talking about this and uh, and a, a few other topics as well. They told me yesterday that they're surveying all the teams to see who has taken the vaccine and who has not taken the vaccines, and they're not going to change the rules for us as players until all the teams have a, a fair have the vaccines at the same time so it's a not a competitive edge and that made me that made me go that made me go crazy to be honest uh this is human lives and people are struggling with this stuff a lot in society and we are humans as everyone else and so there's a twofold problem for me here the first one is 
we get promised something to take something that not necessarily everyone wanted. So that was a lie, blatant lie. Second, to put competitive edge over human lives in terms of, in terms of uh, going back. And I'm not saying we're going out to a, to a party or whatnot, but we had a meeting when the season started at the beginning of camp that pretty much told us, can't go outside of our house, can't do anything, can't go to the grocery store, you can't do nothing on the road, you can take a meal at a meal room, go out, sit in your room, don't be with your teammates, don't do this, don't do that. No one thinks about the, the mental impact. And there are people struggling. I know people will say, oh, you're millionaires and uh, this and that, you're crying, what about these guys? We, we care about that too, man. No matter what people think, this is a society problem, but when government, corporations, NHL, whoever are taking decisions in terms of these irrelevant, irrelevant things like competitive edge over the human being, it's not okay, man. All right. Uh, appreciate uh, Brian Blessing sharing that with us uh, today as well, who, who's on the air uh, before us. Uh, a lot of the, a lot of stuff here. You know, they can't do anything. We know that it's been that way from the NBA, the NHL, the WNBA last year, uh, Major League Baseball when they when they were sequestered. Uh, everyone has 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 had to go through this. But I think what he's talking about is that they were waiting from the NHL to get some of these other protocols loosened up. Apparently, the NBA has loosened up some protocols, and they can't figure out why the NBA can loosen it up, but the NHL can't. I mean, you're really in the same situations here. I mean, you're, they're both going at the same time. You're both traveling. Um, you know, everyone, of course, wants to take precautions here. But, uh, again, there is a mental side of this that a lot of people don't understand. So I think you can make a case for both sides here that says, okay, we want to be safe. We want to be super safe. But at, at what point do we get back to some sort of normalcy? Well, and I know that one of the things that Robin Leonard also addressed in that when he was talking about the isolation and being in your room and not being able to have dinner and what the way that he said it or at least what he implied to me was that we were told that once we got the vaccine and everything that we would be able to, you know, play a game of cards with our teammates that were also vaccinated again, have a dinner together, maybe go out when we're on the road and do a little something, you know, not be reckless, but go out and do some things. And because not every team has been vaccinated in certain instances, they don't want, say, the Vegas Golden Knights, oh, you've been vaccinated, you can do this stuff, but this other team that hasn't been vaccinated, they can't. So that's an unfair advantage that you guys get to hang out together and that sort of thing. So it's like they're almost being penalized because not everybody has been vaccinated first. So, And he's like, look, you know, I don't know that he didn't want to take the vaccine, but it almost sounds like he at least was hesitant about oh, it sure. when he said yeah. that, you know, they basically told us this and not everybody wanted to get it. But they went ahead, they got it, and now they still don't have any of their freedoms. I believe he also went on to basically say we've got the vaccine and we're still in a prison because that's what they kind of feel like there. Now, some people think that might be a little bit over the top and a little bit harsh, but it, it, it's crazy to me, and I'm not picking a side here, but if you're sitting on a bench with guys every night and you're practicing and you're in the locker room and that kind of stuff together, then as soon as it's over, then you go to your room and you're completely isolated again. That does seem kind of hypocritical. 
And I know that there's outbreaks on the team. We just talked about Colorado has it. We know that Vancouver and other teams up in Canada right now have it. I, I think there's one province in Canada that's basically locked down right now that, uh, you know, they're literally pulling people over if they see them driving on the street oh, yeah. saying, what are you doing out of your house? So they're taking it very serious. But it's like if you can sit next to somebody and play the game and sweat next to them and skate around and check them against the boards and that, and then as soon as it's over – all of a sudden, you and the other teammates that have been vaccinated still have to be completely isolated in your room. It's like, all right, order room service, knock on the door. It'll be waiting outside for you or something. It just seems like it, it, it doesn't It's a little hypocritical. It, it's hypocritical. It is. That, yeah. And like you said, you got to remember, these players are tested almost daily. And so, yeah, and again, you're sweating, you're spitting, you're doing all that sort of thing. And again, you're, you've already been tested. And then, and a lot va- of them have been vaccinated. On top of it, so again, you can't blame Robin Leonard or any of these players for for saying what they're saying. And no one wants to be locked down like this. And again, he mentions, you know, hey, people say you guys are millionaires. Okay, that it, it's stupid to say that, but that's what people say. Oh, they definitely say. They it. think that they're, they're, they're privileged. You know, well, why do you complain about? It? Because they equate happiness to money. All the time. And we hear that all the time. Hey, you know, shut up and play. You're making a million dollars. You're playing a kid's game, that sort of thing. Well, you're putting your life at risk, too, because these kids' games are very, very dangerous. I don't care what sport that you're playing. You know, so, yeah, you you know, and, and there is a mental aspect to this. Anytime that you are away from your family for an extended period of time, and especially, you know, in a season that takes up six, seven months of the season, especially if you're successful and you're playing deep into the playoffs, there is a mental impact in a normal season, not let alone with a pandemic going along where you have tighter restrictions. So, yes, and people got to remember, the mental thing is real. Yeah, and, and it's not like he's talking about, you know, we should be able to sneak girls into the room at night or something like that. He wants to sit down and have a dinner with his teammates. Correct. You know, who he was just sitting on the bench with talking to for the, you know, the the three 20-minute periods and, you know, the two and a half, three hours of a game or whatever. But now the game's over and now they immediately go back and once again they're isolated. And, you know, it's almost like being in, you know, solitary confinement or something. You order rooms. Oh, and I'm sure the rooms are nice. And I'm sure they have cable TVs and they have a lot of channels and stuff to choose from and that too. But... It's not the same. And Robin Leonard is a guy who is going through mental health issues and has been very open about it and a big advocate of it and said, look, we don't take this stuff serious enough. He's had the cojones to go out there and say on record, I suffer from this stuff. This stuff is real. And he's saying it now. Being isolated is not good for me. It's really not good for anyone. And we hear the people talking about it in the schools here in Clark County and all across the country and in other aspects and things. People need to interact in that. You know, there's a reason that there's not a lot of hermits in the world, and it's not just because it's hard to be a hermit and find something that isolated. Most people want other human interaction. Yes, absolutely. And the thing about it is, too, his point about there are a lot of players that didn't want to get vaccinated. They were scared and they're nervous. And that's a real thing as well, too. Well, there's like Not, they say 40 percent of the people in the military don't want to get yeah, vaccinated. There is. And this, they're usually first right ones there. That, and the thing about it is you cannot blame people if they don't want to get vaccinated because, again, whether you're you're afraid of shots or you just again, this is still so new. You don't know there, you know what is actually 
you know, in that vaccine. And then when you hear the the, the horror stories of the side effects, and there there have been some deaths. Well, the eighteen year old girl right on here it, from Vegas, right, right. And then you know you hear the stories, especially if you're getting you know the the Moderna or the Pfizer. I mean, yeah, they're you know you're going to be in some pain, you're going to have some headaches, you're going to. And some people say, you know, it's just not worth it. I'll I'll take my chance. You know, I've been doing this for the last six months before the the the, the vaccination option was open out there, so I'll, I'll just continue on. And you can't get mad at people. You can't blame people for doing that. So you can't force it upon you know people. But again, so it you know what he's saying there. Um, it took guts for him to come out and say that. And again, I don't hear anybody complaining about what he's saying, but it's good that he said it. I, I hear the NHL complain a little bit, basically saying that, wait, he doesn't have the facts right and this, that, and the other, because they're trying to you know, absorb the backlash of it's like, why did you lie to him and all that sort of stuff yeah. out there. But, you know, and, and again, I don't know where it goes, but Robin Leonard certainly is not afraid to sit in front of people and say what's on his mind and say it the way he sees it and the way he thinks and that. And if nothing else, again, at least it's opening up a conversation. And like you, you know, I got the vaccination. We all did in here. But was I a little bit uh, cautious about it sure. or wondering? Yeah, I don't know. What the, every time you turn on the TV and you see any commercial for any medical product, here's the uh, possible side effects of it. Yeah. The one that always kills me is, and in certain cases can lead to death, which is not a side effect. That's the final chapter, but that's a whole different story. Right. But it's like, yeah, I mean, we don't know what the effects are going to be three, five, ten years down the road. Are we going to begin? If you got the vaccination back in 2021, you might want to call this lawyer now. <laughs> Could happen. We don't know. I hope not. It's always Larry about you know seeing these commercials when you know uh, 15 seconds of the commercial is the hazards if you take it at the end. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. It's like. Okay, I don't know about that. All right. Uh, And then they always say some of the side effects. (laughs) Appreciate Steve Berline joining us today, uh, talking about his Vegas trip here, and, of course, the NFL draft, looking at the quarterbacks. The draft coming up next week. We'll have more draft coverage tomorrow with Trevor Maddich. He'll join us. Our good friend Chuck Esposito from Sunset Station. Uh, He'll join us as well, too. Look forward to that. And, of course, T.J. Reeves from Tampa. Appreciate him joining us today as well, too. T.J. and the Twins. There you go. If you miss any part of the show, go to the website, tcmartinshow.com. 